I'm Amelia Sullivan, and welcome to the SafeTA podcast. Physical therapist Cameron Masumi started the year as a new grad working in his first job out of physical therapy school. Then the COVID-19 pandemic happened. Cameron was unfortunately laid off and was forced to reassess what he wanted to do with his career. Fast forward a few months, and Cameron is now the proud founder and CEO of his very own practice, Virtual Physio. Starting a practice was something Cameron knew he wanted to do eventually, but the events of 2020 expedited that career choice. In this episode, Cameron talks about how he reassessed his career goals and journey, how this year forced him to be creative and innovative, and he gives tips for listeners to consider when things don't go according to your plan. Here's our conversation. Hey, Cam, welcome to the podcast. Uh, We're so uh, happy to have you on for this episode. Uh, So first, just give listeners uh, a little bit of an introduction uh, of who you are and, and where you are. Uh, hi, I'm Cameron Masumi. I'm the owner of Virtual Physio LLC. It's located in Rockville, Maryland. I also work uh, with patients in Northern Virginia. Um, I graduated from PT school in 2019, and I worked in an outpatient clinic for a little while. Uh, due to COVID, I was furloughed and eventually laid off, and uh, that kind of gave me the impetus to to get my clinic off the ground, and, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Cool. So, um, so you just presented at NSC 2020, uh, and your presentation uh, was very well attended uh, because not only did you talk about your practice and how you started your practice, but you also talked about really being, um, you know, this year has been challenging uh, for a lot of us, and so you really took this year and kind of just um, was innovative and creative with it. So, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, in your presentation, you talked about a timeline as far as you graduated, you were working in a clinic, and now you have your own practice. So can you kind of go through that for listeners? Sure. Uh, so back, let's see. So I was in my final clinical uh, summer of 2019. And it was about August uh, when I graduated officially. And I started figure, trying to figure out what did I want to do for work. Uh, I love the clinic that I was doing my final clinical at, uh, but they just didn't have the capacity to bring on another therapist full time. I did stay with them for a brief period doing some part-time work, um, but I've spent some time trying to figure out, you know, what would be a good fit for me. I knew what I was looking for um, in terms of setting, uh, but I really wanted to be somewhere where there was ability for mentorship and ways for me to grow. Uh, so I was fortunate and I found the, the clinic that I, that I landed at uh, through, through my network um, that, I, that I got um, through volunteering at APTA. So that was, that was pretty helpful. <laughs> Uh, and it was great. You know, uh, I was learning a lot. It was pushing my, my boundaries uh, a little bit when it comes to, to getting me out there. Uh, it was, it forced me to learn a lot about marketing. The clinic I was at was a new clinic when I started there. They had only been open for six months. Uh, so I had to do a lot of outreach to physicians and stuff like that, uh, which really ended up helping me a lot when I launched my own clinic eventually. Uh, so let's fast forward about six months into me working in that clinic. Uh, it's about April uh, 2020, and I got furloughed. Uh, we had a significant reduction in the amount of people that were coming into the clinic, and then just couldn't sustain my, myself and the other staff therapist that was there. Um, we were intent, originally intended to be brought back in, in July. Um, however, in May, about a month after I was furloughed, they brought me back in. They said, you know, it's not trending the way we, were, we would have hoped. Um, so, you know, to, to keep things fair for you, um, and give you the opportunity to go and find another opportunity, uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and lay you off. 
Uh, so it wasn't the news I was looking for, uh, but you know, you roll with the punches and uh, it gave me some time to think. Uh, I was quarantining myself at the time. Uh, I was living with my girlfriend and I didn't want to jump straight into another job and, and worry about that happening again. I had always planned on opening my own clinic, but it was really trying to figure out, you know, let's put the pieces in place. Um, so I did a lot of re outreach um, to different people in the industry uh, about starting my own practice. Um, I knew I wanted to do a cash model, uh, but really figuring out, you know, how, how do I want to market myself? Who do I want to serve? Those sorts of things uh, was, was, they were issues that I really wasn't prepared, I think, at, at the beginning or onset, and I didn't have answers to, so they just took time. Um, but ultimately, I decided that it was in my best interest to try and start my own clinic as opposed to trying to work for somebody else again. Um, it gave me a lot more freedoms, but also gave me a lot more uh, responsibility. Uh, I've definitely had to take on more hat. I put on more hats recently than than I have uh, in the past, but you know, it's been a rewarding experience. So that's, that's pretty much where I'm at right now is, is launching my career, my own company. So. so you mentioned that you had kind of always planned to open your own practice, but uh, in your presentation, you kind of said that this really expedited that, that uh, plan for you. So can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, so my goal was two and a half years. Um, I wanted to work for two and a half years before starting my own clinic. That's a really arbitrary number, but uh, you know, I, I knew that I wanted to get experience under my belt. Um, and I think I was thinking about things for the wrong reason. Uh, so to give you a little bit of background on this, um, I felt a significant amount of imposter syndrome in my last year of PT school leading up to me looking for a job. Um, I just didn't feel confident in myself. Um, I felt that everyone around me just seemed to know so much more. Well, that really wasn't the case. Uh, so I reached out to my advisor from PT school and said, you know, I'm really not sure what to do about this. And she, she felt uh, like kind of worried about what I was saying. And she said, well, why don't, if that's the case, why don't you look into residency? So I did. And I applied to residency program. And I like right around when I got accepted into residency program, I also happened to simultaneously have a conversation uh, with someone who who had just written a extensive article about residency programs. And what I, when I was looking at that research, I found that what I was, the reason that was pushing me towards residency wasn't a good reason for me to do residency. Um, and, and not to knock it or anything, you know, plenty of people do residency for good reasons, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. Um, so I said, okay, let's stick with the, the job route. And then I realized quickly that, again, I knew more than I thought I did. And my patients had a lot of confidence and belief in me. And that's really what I cared the most about. Because if you can connect with your patients in meaningful ways, you're going to be able to get them great results. So that whole, that's pretty much like how it tied into the accelerating the, the time, time frame a lot. Because I felt that, yes, you know, there's always room for growth. But, I mean, that's what continuing education is for. That's what networking events are for. That's how you reach out to peers and colleagues that are experts in specific areas. Um, I don't necessarily need to be a staff clinician somewhere else to do that. Uh, so I really pushed myself to get out of my comfort zone and, and to kind of go all in on this, this venture. Um, it has been a roller coaster so far, <laughs> to say the least. Um, you know, 
it's very scary at times. Other times it's extremely exciting. Okay. So I'm totally going to admit I'm a planner uh, myself. So uh, 2020 uh, has been quite the year uh, for people uh, like myself who like to plan and like to kind of know what's ahead and, you know, kind of like what you talked about, just having like, you know, short-term and long-term term plans, you know, professionally and personally. Um, so, you know, you just outlined a calendar year where your plans, plan A, plan B, plan C, uh, weren't kind of aligning the way that you were thinking. So can you talk to those listeners out there who are maybe nervous or um, unsure how to kind of switch gears um, just about your experience and, and any advice you would have just about um, kind of navigating a situation like that? Sure. Uh, man, that's a, that's a hard question to tackle. Do my best here. Uh, I've never been the greatest planner, if I'm honest with myself. Um, I'm, I'm very good at setting long-term goals. I'm not great at the short term. It's always like, how do I go from like A to Z and not how do I go from A to B and B to C and C to D? Uh, so for me, it was just kind of like I had to deal with it. I mean, I had no control over myself being furloughed and then laid off. So that was out of my hands. The only thing that I knew that I could control was what do I do next? And it's either, am I going to go and just start job hunting all over again? Or am I going to take the time to like reflect and see like what matters to me and what do I want to do? Now, I, again, I always knew that I wanted to start my own clinic. So that was, that was an easy one but I didn't know how or like the why yet. Um, so a lot of that just came down to, to leveraging my network and then going out of my comfort zone and reaching out to people I've never met before and saying like, Hey, can we have a conversation? And it's funny because, you know, when I was on the student board, I would have students come up to me all the time. And they're like, you know, I just, I don't know how to talk to this established PT and ask them a question. I was like, why? I was like, you just walk up and you ask them a question, <laughs> especially at a conference. Um, I mean, that they're literally right there. Uh, and I was like, the worst that happens, someone says like, you know, I don't really have time right now. Or, or they're like, you know, um, shoot me an email and I'll, I'll get back to you when I can. But you're not going to get somebody to be rude to you or to just be like, no. Uh, and, and that was, that was a great, great feeling for me when, when I started launching my business, because I already knew that these people existed. I just had to connect with them. So it was just, you know, either getting on the phone, if I had the number, shooting them an email or like finding them on, on social media and be like, Hey, can we chat for a little bit? So I think, I think that's kind of the plan, I guess, is, is figuring out how do you leverage your network and how do you utilize your skill set based, um, as a student, you are significant. Like, I don't know how to describe it. People care so much more about helping you <laughs> than as a new grad. And that's been, that's been a little bit hard for me because, you know, it, it was not long ago. I was a student. Um, and, and, uh, really connecting with people and, and, and getting, and getting, uh, information and assistance is so much easier as a student. I'll say that, uh, as far as, as what to do when people, when your plan falls through, I think, is just follow your, your heart and your passions. I think that's like kind of the best thing that I can, I can suggest for, for a student is, is know that number one, you're in a field where like job security is amazing. <laughs> so, so like for me, just the knowledge that if my business doesn't 
doesn't succeed, I know that number one, I gave it my all, so I have nothing to be ashamed of. But and number two, you know, I can go find a job very easily. So like those are two things that keep me like feeling safe from the background because I, I know that those are those are opportunities for me. But I also know that I feel supported in my, you know, network in my my peers. Um, and, and it's just a great feeling. You know, I, I think that there's really no way to fail in this field. It's just reframing your mind and knowing where you want to move. Yeah. And so um, I, of course, want you to talk about your practice and, and the innovative things that you're doing. And you talk specifically about um, your predominantly telehealth or exclusively, correct? Yeah, so. I'm about 80%. And you uh, explained in your presentation that you were, you're kind of a tech person. Tech is your kind of, kind of one of your things too, in addition to PT. Um, so kind of uh, talk about that experience of not only starting a new practice, but then you're doing something that a lot of people aren't even doing yet who are in PT already. So, um, you know, you, 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 I'm sure you definitely tapped into networks in exploring that as well. I definitely did. Uh, so yeah, I went down the tech rabbit hole a little bit too much at the beginning. Um, I just, you know, uh, there's a, Danny Matei is a, I've never actually met him, but he's, he's big in the entrepreneur world of PT and, and he had, he had a line that I thought was funny and he said, a lot of new business owners tend to get the shiny new toy syndrome. Uh, and it's funny because, you know, I don't have physical equipment. I mean, I really, like, there's not a lot of stuff I have. I mean, I have one set of dumbbells. Um, I don't, I mean, like, I just don't have a lot of equipment, uh, but I have a lot of software systems. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things where I loved learning something new, figuring out how it works and then implementing it in a way where I think it would bring the most benefit to my patients. Uh, that's a dangerous slope though. I mean, it eats your time. It's expensive. Uh, but you know, that, that's, that's different, uh, as, as far as, as getting started. Yeah, it was a big transition. Um, you know, I went from, I've never been a big manual therapist, but I've, I've definitely, I do a lot of dry needling, um, and do things that involve direct one-on-one -on -one care. Uh, so transitioning my treatment approach to an online model, um, was relatively difficult. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was reinventing the wheel by any means but I had to spend more time educating people than I ever have. Um, and that goes on both fronts. Um, so currently my office is located in my dad's office and my dad is a physiatrist. So he's an MD and you know, he's been in the field for years and explaining my model to him was almost comical because he's like, I don't understand how a physical therapist can treat online. And I had to spend hours just collecting research and then demonstrating. I was like, all right, let's, let's do a session and I'll show you. Uh, and it was, you know, it's, it's cool. It's rewarding. It's nice to like open people's eyes to something new. Um, and what I tried to demonstrate in my, in my session was, was the fact that, you know, it, it really isn't that hard to implement. Um, you know, you already have all the knowledge within you. You don't have to go out and like take another course uh, and stuff like that. But it, it, it's just, uh, it's again, reframing your brain and like looking at things from a different light. I think those are, those are how I've kind of made this business work. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
there's still, I mean, if you go on, on social media, you'll, you'll see so many colleagues that will just be like, I just don't think that this will work. Whereas the research totally supports it and says, no, 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 it, it works. It works really well, actually. Uh, Cause you're removing a lot of barriers from, from healthcare. I mean, you don't have to worry about patients, you know, finding transportation if that's a problem or finding a care, uh, caretaker for, you know, someone in the family, it would be it someone older, like a little kid, like a nanny. Um, so, I mean, it just takes out a lot of, or, or even if let's say they're a busy person at work, now they don't even have to leave work. They could, you know, take like a 20, 20, 30 minute break and, and they're literally at their desk. Uh, so, so it's, it's, it's a fascinating area and I think it's going to continue to grow, especially in the, the health climate that we're in now with COVID, uh, and everything. But, uh, you know, it's, it's been really fun for me for sure. And now for a quick break. In 2021, APTA will celebrate 100 years as a member association and launch our next century as the largest community for physical therapists, physical therapist assistants, and students. On this landmark occasion, we want to embrace our rich history and generate momentum towards our exciting future. We want you to engage, celebrate, and serve as we raise awareness about our great profession and enshrine a proud legacy for future generations. To learn more, visit centennial.apta.org. And now let's return to the show. It's been uh, a short amount of time, but I'm sure you've learned so, so much and lessons learned. And uh, so can we talk a little bit about if you've had any, some of your, some of your fails, so some of your fall on your face moments, um, despite you getting back up, uh, if, you're, if you're willing to disclose? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. I've had plenty of them. I'm still dealing with them. I'd say that the biggest failure for me has been been putting everything in place and then expecting it to just work from the get-go. That was probably the most frustrating thing because I spent a lot of time and a lot of money putting all these systems in place and like building out what I like, kind of like my dream telehealth system. And then I was like, oh, it's great. I'll just make a post about it. And then it'll just be like floodgates. And I was like, crickets. <laughs> so I realized really quickly that especially in the online world, when it comes to marketing, you have to have a specific audience to talk to. And that kind of flew in the face of everything that I think I was taught as a PT, because, you know, we are, we are instilled to help everyone and anyone. And it's like, your patient comes in, you do your subjective exam, you ask him, you'll say, Hey, you know, what's wrong or what's going on? And they're like, you know, I got back pain and it's keeping me from playing golf. It's like, okay, you know what's great? I'm the guy, I'm the guy that can help you get back to golf. Cool, done. And then the next person comes in and they're like, well, I just want to pick up my kids. Okay, I'm the guy that can help you pick up your kids. But in the online world, if I try and market that way, I will attract nobody. <laughs> so figuring out how to, to niche down and, and like find an avatar to work with has been probably the, the biggest struggle I've ever dealt with. Um, it sounds really simple, but it's, it's just hard. Um, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not someone who loves to only work with runners or I'm not someone who like loves to do pelvic floor. Uh, so, so it's hard when, when, you know, you consider yourself more of a general PT um, to, to find that target audience. So that, that would say that's probably been my biggest fail moment. Um, other than that, um, it's been, it's been really just convincing, 
convincing people the value in telehealth. Uh, there's a like massive amount of people that are interested in passive physical therapy, and that's a whole nother <laughs> whole nother topic. You know, where they just kind of expect to come in and, and get like a massage. Uh, and, and that's very frustrating for, for a number of reasons, especially because we know that that just doesn't work. Um, I don't think that that's necessarily unique to my situation, uh, but, but it's still an obstacle that, I, that I've really been having to overcome. Uh, as far as treatment, there really hasn't been any issues or failures there. Um, it's been really exciting. Uh, I'd say one thing that I found to be unique is the fact that I'm seeing people significantly less uh, frequently and total number of visits are less than I did in person. And, and that has been, you know, peculiar to me because I would have thought it would have stayed about the same. Uh, but I think people are just more motivated. Uh, you know, they're, they're like, okay, you know, it's not taking quite as much of my time you're teaching me how to do things in my own environment so that I'm not having to figure out how do I do that thing we did in clinic at home because literally everything they're doing is at home. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's, you know, there's always another problem when you think you solve one, there's another one pops up, but it, at this point it's, it's something that I welcome because it's just helping me grow. And I've, I feel like I've accelerated my growth at an exponential level compared to where I was a year ago. You know, it's almost like you, you can't just, explain to post on social media like hey I can help you pick up your kid because people probably aren't putting that together when they're talking about thinking about their back pain or their knee pain or whatever but if you're talking about like hey I can save you time I could save you visits and like all those you can do it at home and all those things and I could see how that's that's a different way of talking about the same thing uh, but in a different way so you know again thinking about the audience uh, for this episode and thinking about it's the end of the year so Again, I, I will say for the millionth time, this has been a hard year. Um, so what are you looking forward to in, in the coming months? So like, what are your, what are your goals? Like, what are your, um, you know, hopes for, for your practice and for yourself? You've talked about, uh, you just mentioned you've grown exponentially. So I'm sure that'll just keep, keep going. I would say my, my six month goal is really to, to be able to bring on other PTs. Um, I, I built this practice purposefully to empower other physical therapists to take ownership in their own, um, you know, uh, client base. So I, I think one of the things that frustrated me the most about being in the, in a staff PT role, I guess is the best way to put it, is that you're just kind of capped and there's just really not a lot of, of room that you can grow in there. Um, and I think collectively across the board, I think that PTs in a non-ownership role are just just woefully underpaid <laughs> and overworked. Uh, so so I really wanted to be able to provide a solution to to bring on people um, and empower them to to kind of take on their own caseloads and and be like you know you 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 pay you get paid based on like what you do and and um, that that's kind of what I, what I want for my business. Um, ultimately, myself, I'd say within the next two years, I'd like to transition out of of direct patient care myself and move more into a, a business development role. Um, I have always had a passion for business. Um, I, I don't dislike healthcare by any means. I love treating patients. It's just that, you know, there's other things I want to do with my time. Uh, so those are kind of the big things. And, and I really just love seeing telehealth evolve. I mean, I, I've joined a couple of associations um, that specifically and societies that kind of work 
in this realm collectively. So it's a um, multidisciplinary approach. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's people from like all walks of life in the healthcare world. Um, and it's just really cool to like see how they're implementing um, remote treatment sessions. And, and I think that, that as we continue to evolve, um, you know, and the world has, is, is just completely changing um, very, very rapidly. I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this happens. Um, you know, for, for me personally, as a practitioner, I think what I'm most excited is to see like where, as I, as I go through this journey, like where do I seem to fall with my own treatment passions? Um, you know, I'm excited to like to see when I can transition from that kind of generalist into more of a, this is my niche. And like, this is what I love. Um, I haven't found it yet. doesn't mean it's not out there. It just means I haven't found it. Uh, so uh, I'm, I, I would say I'm most excited for, for that. All right, Cam. So before we close, I just want to give you um, a chance to just kind of give our listeners some advice, some tips, some wisdom, um, just based on, you know, everything we've talked about as far as just being uh, flexible and, and changing plans and starting new plans and, you know, uh, just thinking about your professional goals. Uh, so, you know, I'll just leave it there. So. All right. Well, if you're listening to this and you're a student or a new grad, I would say the biggest thing is, and, and you were in a situation so much myself, the biggest thing is going to be make sure to take a deep breath because things will work out. Uh, it's always scary when things don't happen according to plan, especially when things happen like you getting laid off um, or, or, you know, or furloughed or whatever. Uh, but there's, there's always other opportunities and you just need to take the time to be honest with yourself and sit down and think about what is it that motivates you and what is it that you're looking to do. Uh, you know, my situation was a little bit different than many of my peers who were furloughed and laid off uh, because I already knew that I wanted to start my own clinic. It was just I needed to figure out how to get there. For other people that, that don't want to do that, that's totally fine. There's, there's plenty of ways for you to make the most of, of being a physical therapist. Um, you know, I have plenty of great friends that, that love being a staff PT. Uh, so just make sure that you find the right fit. Uh, nothing's worse than just taking a job because it's the first job that, that, that's out there and then you get there and you're just miserable because burnout's real and you don't want it to happen to you. You spent a lot of time and money getting your degree and you don't want to, you know, fall out of love with the profession in your first couple of years out. Uh, so just find, find, find ways for you to stay involved and find ways for you to, you know, balance what's going on in your life. So, so for me, that was like uh, leveraging, you know, my family uh, as well as a lot of my, my colleagues. Uh, so I went to people that were a little bit more tenured or more senior to me and would, and would go and ask them, I said, you know, what would you do? Or do you have any advice for me on how I can achieve this? And many times it just was them being a sounding board and letting me kind of talk and then I would figure things out, but I just needed to do it out loud. Um, whereas, you know, a few times somebody was like, well, why didn't you look at it from this perspective? And it's, it's just getting an outside view on things can be just so helpful. And it doesn't matter who it is. Like I said, you know, I relied on family who knew nothing about PT to other people in the profession who knew lots about it. Uh, so, 
just just find what works for you you know again take that deep breath things will work out uh and just stay positive well cam thanks so much so uh can you tell us how listeners can get in contact with you sure uh so the best way to contact me is is going to be probably through email my emails is info info at virtualphysio.net uh, you can also reach me on twitter at c masumi uh that's Masumi's my last name is M as in Michael, A-S-S-U, another M as in Michael, and then I. Those are the best ways for you to reach me. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Cam, uh, for, for joining us and uh, lots, of, lots of great info there. Thank you. Thanks. It's been a pleasure. APTA podcasts like this one are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify, or by visiting apta.org slash podcasts. I'm Amelia Sullivan. Thanks for listening.